Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your horrible, nasty, cursed video game ideas from all over the internet and turn them into the next AAA titles. I am one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I am your other New Year's baby host, Blake Rea. Did have we ever talked about that? That the mascot for New Year's is baby? It's kind of weird, it's right? It's baby Blake specifically. It's baby, it's baby me specifically. It's like my body is a baby, but my head has stayed the same. So I have like Boss a receding baby, hairline and a beard. A baby with a yeah. beard is a weird thing, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen one. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit freaky freaky. But I, I for a I've second, seen I, Benjamin Button. You see Benjamin Of course, Button. we've all seen Benjamin Button. We know what a baby with a beard looks so, like. Here's the thing, though. That, that I just thought of this, and 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 I want to talk about it because it does bother me. New Year's Eve. It it yeah. it is a time where everybody does one of two things: sets uh-huh. New Year's resolutions that they're not going to keep about being healthier or like doing other, you know, just other like, hey, this is my, this is what I want to achieve in this year. Everybody I mean, just you're drops speaking it. for yourself right there, but that's fine. Hey, AJ, when have you ever achieved a New Year's resolution? I have actually. Really? Uh, but usually, my New Year's New Year's resolutions are things like a lot more ephemeral. Up, that's kind of one up, of the goals. Wake up the next uh, day. Like for you example. Know. One one New Year's resolution I had was like, oh, I just want to post on social media more to keep family in the loop. And uh, so every year I just – or that whole year I was just like, oh, I'm going to make sure that I'm posting things. In 2020, 2020, my New Year's resolution was to do more things in the city. We all know how that turned out. Damn. <laughs> um, what are some other New Year's resolutions? Those yeah, are the no, I, I get it. I get it. The low-hanging, the low-hanging fruit of well, New Year's one of resolutions. Them I actually did. The other one. The panty it. happened. The panty. Stop calling it that. That's just—it's so weird. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, I'm. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Like, did you hang up on me? AJ, I think your headset's being weird again. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you. Oh, hey, what happened? I I think your headset was acting weird again. I'm gonna blame Damn. you and not me because that totally totally wasn't me. I don't. I'm, it might have been. But no. What um, about you? Do you have any New Year's resolutions that you remember failing because you're no, a failure, not like me? No, because I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a basic B and do all the low hanging fruit of New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution every year has been become a millionaire and become famous on the internet. Neither two of the neither of those have yet to be achieved, but I will keep using that every New Year's holiday. Um, <laughs> no, but the, the point, the point I was trying to make earlier is yeah, what's that the other thing you say that they either make New Year's everybody drink, everybody drinks. Keep, it's or, like, it's a holiday where oh, you just yeah. get flat out drunk and like intoxicated. Why is the mascot for that? A little baby. Have you ever thought about that? It's like a holiday mm. that most people drink on and everybody's like, oh, here's the new, who's the new year's baby. And you have people I'm dressing sure you- up. Are you, you gonna, wait, are you gonna? You have people dressing up as a baby at your New Year's Eve holiday party. You've never seen that before. Yeah, literally hap- never in my life. You've never seen. Yeah, they do like the diaper, and then they have the band, like the sash, like uh, like those ones that go from the shoulder to the hip that says New Year's, like Happy New Year's, and they also wear like a top hat. Yeah, that's like it. That's like the New Year's mascot, bro. A top hat, like what? They're like Baby Uncle Sam, <laughs> Baby Lincoln. Uh, New Year's, you know, just type in like New Year's baby. Uh, I looked up New Year's baby and now I'm just getting a bunch of baby pics and then a I couple articles talking about meet Central Valley's New Year's baby. Yeah, also, I guess it's a bunch of babies that were born on New Year's Eve. Also, this um, is nothing. Oh, wait, baby New Year. Wikipedia yeah, ba- article. New Year's baby mascot. of the New Year commonly seen in editorial cartoons. 
also symbolizes the birth of the new year and the passing of the prior year. <gasps> the baby is death. Baby is death. Uh oh, that's depressing. Let's change subjects. Represents- uh, baby new baby new year was also featured in Fairly Odd Parents, a classic cartoon of the early two thousands. Yeah, but no, didn't you know that? Isn't that just kind of weird? I mean, it makes sense. A parody of Baby like... New Year, given the name Big Fat Baby, appears in the animated series Hysteria, which is a show I've never heard of in my life. There's a lot of anime I've never heard of, man. Well, you know what? It's, it's not it. an anime. It's a cartoon. Oh, but you said anime. Rewind the tape. Did I AJ said... say anime? I thought I said animation. Oh, I think I think you might have just shortened it to anime. Damn, my brain is raw. You know, huh? talking talking about like New Year's resolutions. Tell us your favorite, your your big gamers New Year resolution. Actually, what is your gamer New Year's resolution, AJ? What I'm you- a. Oh, I do have a gamer New Year's resolution, and it's to write down notes about every video game that I play. That way, at the end of the year, I can look back on my thoughts on every game. Okay, and that way, uh, our segment of like end of year uh, talk on spiritual successor will be a little bit more coherent. <laughs> that and specifically so I can write down all of my notes on why I think that Alan Wake is an incredibly funny game that has not made me feel spooked or uncomfortable once. Well, yeah, it's because it's an action so game. It's fun. not it's not meant to be like a horror game. It has horror elements, but it, it you, the game director, Sam Lake, has gone on record saying like, hey, it was an action game with horror elements. That makes elements, sense. You're giving a, a bunch game. of guns right off the gun. Yeah, right off you, the jump. Bro, this is a it's game about shooting. It's still a very shooting. funny game. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like, when he walks into a diner, he's like, this lady was <laughs> like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. He's like, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm going to think for the next 30 seconds and narrate all of your actions and interact I with you. I saw the lady at the counter, and she looked like she smelled like stale coffee, and I hated her vibes, <laughs> and she sucked shit, and I hate this town. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? I'm Alan Wake. <laughs> Damn. How did she know who I was? Yeah, Alan Wake is a very funny individual. Oh, Motherfucker God, really walked into so a cafe heavy. and like did an entire like two paragraph speech about everything in the cafe and missed the giant stand up cuddy of himself. No, that's incorrect. You could have interacted with it. You could go up to a press A and he'll give He's you another. He's still surprised when the person mentions it. <laughs> Keep playing the game. That that stand in actually comes back in a way that's very funny. I okay. Yeah, I'm so happy you're playing that. But you know what? We're we're not. This is not what we do on this podcast. Shoot Wait, what shit. are you? What's your gamer resolution? My I told game, you mine. My gamer resolution. I actually want to play more physical games this year. Um, more board games. More board games. Oh, okay, I thought you meant like basketball. No, and no, I don't got no time for that. You I don't. Do I don't basketball. I don't got. I don't got the heart for that, man. My I I got gamer heart. You know, it's it's a real it's it's chronic. Cringe. <laughs> no, um, I I've been just there's this local game store near me called uh uh oh my god why am I blanking on it? Um, it's called uh, Geeky Tees, and it's this really really cool board game store near me that also has a bunch of like British food and and teas that you can buy that are all geeky themed, as in you know the name Geeky Tees. And hey, I just what been... is British food? Because I can only imagine fish and chips. Uh, well, man, this, this boy's never listened to Yogg's cast. Have you ever heard of Jaffa Cakes, AJ? No. Oh, you're missing out, Jaffa Cakes. Uh, they're like, it, it's uh, it's just like little cookies and mint balls, and Jaffa Cakes are like these chocolate, these cookies covered in chocolate with little bits of orange, 
And you know how I feel Ooh. about orange. I like that little bit yeah, of allergic. Yeah, it kills you, you know? and you're allergic and it's bad for your bones <laughs> and you eat it anyway because you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> um, but I just want to play more physical board games. I, I, I realized this last year and I think due to the pandemic, I have been like so focused on jumping from my phone to my computer to my game console. I'm just staring at monitors like all the time. And, you know, that's not necessarily inherently bad because we do live in a digital age where a lot of our shit is on monitors. But I noticed that I think that's affected my patience on things. And I think it would be fun to start playing more board games that require me to sit still for longer and be more patient with what I'm working on. And a couple of the games I'm playing right now uh, are Arkham Horror, the card game, the card game, the living card game, which is so fucking cool. Um, and I'm also doing a bunch of those uh, solo uh, tabletop RPG adventures uh, for Call of Cthulhu. Um, oh, that sounds just, cool. Yeah, it's just it's been very fun. It's been very meditative, um, and I just want to keep do. I just want to keep doing that um, because I think, I, bro, I'm I I got anxiety, <laughs> like I think many people do, and I think just uh, doing just working with pen and paper and doing that um i think is going to be really healthy for me but we're not here to talk about healthy things we're not here to talk about no, we're here things to that talk about joy. explicitly unhealthy things we're here to video talk- games <laughs> bad video game ideas all right aj give me your first submission actually you know you you started us off for this podcast episode the first you can podcast do the first the submission of the year i'm gonna then. do the first submission of the year and within theme of this being the first episode of the year this comes from Alley Cat at Millennium Hoo-Ha, a game where your only New Year's resolution is to stop as many people as possible from achieving their New Year's resolution. I saw this as well. I'm so desperate to see what what video game style immediately jumped into your brain. Uh, first off, I just want to mention that this gave me super, this reminded, the reason I picked it is because it reminded me of that meme of like, um of that kink kink shaming is my kink shaming is my kink and i just think that's so fucking funny and it's so on brand so i honestly didn't think of a genre when i picked this one but if i'm i've if got I, the genre already in my brain is it an open world game because you got to go no. and see people in their schedules trying Ooh, to open achieve. world might be a good way to do it so i was imagining something like old dating sims uh specifically like the you remember those old flash dating sims where like you had a time limit of the day and you could choose what day you or like you were given a day that's and not you could choose like whether old? this day was going to be spent on like making yourself buffer making yourself handsomer or making yourself smarter oh it, bro that still happens like Ropa does that persona 5 did that Danganronpa yeah does not do that First of you, all, no, in you choose in, who you're no, going to go first... spend time with. But yeah, you but have, you like, have a limited amount of time. Okay, yeah, it does have the limited time thing, but like mm-hmm. you, you spend your time working on specific stats. Is the, is kind of my thought on it? Like, okay, Persona then, does that. Depending yeah. on the stats that you have, you can then go out and interact with your friends and your homies. Oh, and, whatnot. and that okay. and your stats will depend on how they feel about you. Uh huh. Uh huh. So you More can only you can only build trust with people to ruin their New Year's resolutions if you have stats that equal them. Is that kind of what? Correct. You're I'm Ooh. proposing an anti-dating sim where the, where it is like a dating sim where you need to make sure your stats are good enough to impress people, but then you get into their personal bubble and you're like, I know that Jeremy's New Year's goal 
is to play more basketball. I'm going to get this motherfucker out there playing soccer. Can or I? worse, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that Jeremy snuggles up with me on the couch and we just watch movies all day. Can I Can I pitch you on something really weird? Um, yeah. Just, just, just roll with me on this one. So um, you and I were talking about the New Year's baby. And that's yeah. that's a funny little concept in itself. What, do you think the New Year's baby has a anti-New Year's baby? Like Santa has Krampus. The New Year's old man. The New Year's old man. And I'm wondering if we play as this Krampus-style character that is going around and is the reason people don't achieve their New Year's resolutions. And then maybe after he achieves it, he wipes their memory or whatever. And that's why nobody, like, that's why nobody can like remember this old man, the New Year's old man, or something like that. Um, so th- you want to play an, a tool of the universe that goes around making people's life hell because he's such a buff and handsome old man that he makes all the basketball <laughs> players want to hang out with him? <laughs> I just want to make sure I understand the lore that you're creating. Yeah, I just he feels just out of place. I mean, but he's a magical character, so like it's it's no. Shocks to See, me he that does he can... seem like he's out of place until he fucking dunks it. <laughs> ah, but it, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's somebody's New Year's resolution is to be better at basketball, so he just shows up and he just dunks on him twenty four seven every day, hard do, in the paint. Do okay, so the, okay, so we, I think we have our character. We are New Year's old man trying New to Year's go around man. and having to stop ruin people's other New Year's people. resolutions. Mm-hmm. So, but people say that you... they want to work on making sure that their houses are tidier. New Year's old man shows up and he messes up their whole house. Mm-hmm. Or a lot he of just... people say that they want to work out more. I don't know how New Year's old man would stop that, other than perhaps just being a lazy old man that needs help. I think this is I, okay. So this is where the hard part comes in. So you, so I mentioned open world at the beginning of this, and I think we can still do that. What if we took this sort of we play this character in an open world and it's kind of like a um what's that one game where you need to know everybody's schedules because the whole game operates off of like uh is it fatal frame or uh I think that's how Japanese. deadly premonition deadly works, premonition is my understanding of deadly premonition so what if we did something like that everybody in this town has their own schedule that they're trying to keep and your goal is to try and study everybody's schedule it's like okay you know you know, Susie wants to work out at 4 p.m. every day. You need to make sure you're at the gym and sabotaging equipment to where she can't work out. Or you're there working out with her, building up that trust, and then your goal is to, like, okay, I'm going to start ask, it's being like, hey, instead of working out, why don't we go, why don't we go just, like, uh, laze about and go do something else? So it's it, – you're just trying to find everybody's schedules – and then wiggle your way into all of those schedules to then throw them off. Is that the game? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think the one other way we can kind of gamify it and make it a little bit more beatable is if every character that we've actually give a shit about in this video game has a certain benchmark New Mm. Year's resolution. Mm. For example, somebody wants to run a 10K. Somebody wants to sell their car or buy a car. Somebody mm-hmm. wants to score 100 basketball hoops. A lot of active wear. A lot of activities in this yeah. game. I feel like that's most people's New Year's resolution. It's always like towards being phys- physically 
healthier or mentally healthier. So yeah, um, we should start making New Year's resolutions about being lazier. I think about being lazy. Okay, what would be your what would just like eat more eat more chips or eat more uh, just sit you know and play what? more I'm Alan a being Wake. that hates sleep so perhaps my lazy oh. New Year's resolution would be to like give naps a shot give naps a shot no you can do that weird um that weird thing that the inventor did where he slept like with his hands dangled above a chair and he would drop a ball onto a plate so like the moment he went to deep sleep he would just wake himself up he would like let go of the ball and wake himself up yeah no dude that was not dream but also they didn't exist i think he lived before there was like the 40 hour work week so he had a lot of free time on his hands no bro this was like this is like during this was prior was to it? The... No, who was the inventor? Hold on. Okay. I You and I have talked about this before, and I don't want to look it up. But I remember it being No, I'm like, looking it up. Thomas I remember Edison. When was okay. Thomas Edison alive? Like late 1800s, 1900s. So this was like during the Industrial Revolution before they had unions. <laughs> so no, they worked more than 40 hours a week. I'm sorry, what year did you suggest that Thomas Edison was around? Late 1800s to early 1900s is when he was doing the bulk of his shit. Yeah, he... Yeah. So again, before forty-hour work weeks. Yeah. This will. I mean. Yeah. But they. Th- this is also a time when children would work like sixty hours a week, man. Like this. So is again, not a, this, this is not a good time. Had so much time on his hands. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't have any time on his hands. He was busy like fucking beating the shit out of Tesla and sending goons to movie studios and destroying their shit. He was a bad man. He was a bad, bad man. I imagine if you're the kind of person that is sicking goons on another scientist you're already to a point where like you can pay for goons which means you have money which means that you have enough money to like pay for other people so you probably have time (sighs) okay i mean (laughs) clearly not if he was doing this weird sleep the like don't sleep schedule (laughs) oh that's a good point all right all right you get you give me a game let's put a pin in this let's you you pitch me on something this comes from Blue Bowser Stan account at Koopa Kirby, a game all about when you're at a friend or relative's place for the first time and you want a glass of water and you have to go into the cupboard to find a cup. Gamify the cup selecting experience for an unfamiliar cupboard. Are okay, is this immediately the thing that sticks out to me is when I've ever visited a friend and the the moment of um scare is like if i'm going and i don't know what cabinet it's in and i open a cabinet and i make a loud noise by opening that cabinet and is this oh that's fascinating that your first response is fear my first excitement about this idea is excitement really this is because i'll admit i'm a sicko i there is something so exciting to me about like that moment when you're like in somebody's home and like you're kind of new and they're like and they're like okay i'm gonna leave you here now be good and then they go to bed and you're left on the living room couch and you think to yourself i need a cup of water and now what you have is you have the excuse to dig around through their shit and find whatever you can <laughs> yeah. find what you have been given what you now have in your back pocket is a free excuse if you are caught snooping around now, i mean of course i'm not going to do anything nefarious but i could and i'm going to and like it's, i'm gonna go in that, that kitchen i'm gonna open every cupboard i'm gonna find out how much cereal you guys eat i'm gonna find out how much cereal you don't eat more embarrassingly if i find any oh if i find any linty or like moldy bread in the cupboards oh i'm going to keep that information to myself forever so how does that translate cross-examine 
I'm going to be fucking Phoenix right up in here. I'm going to find out everything imaginable <laughs> about you by digging through your kitchen trying to find the cup. So now, how This is the honor system. Translate. Once I find a cup, I'm going to just take the one cup I need and fill it with water. But, oh, I, lo- I love me some rummaging through other people's shit. So how does that translate into a game, though? Oh, how does it translate to it? Are you trying to – is is this like a collecting dirt game or is this like in a sort of simulator game where you're just understanding the narrative of this household based off of what's in their kitchen? Um, but at, at the end of the day, that also doesn't feel like it has any stank. You know what I mean? Could we do could we do a game like unpacking but specifically like hunting through somebody's kitchen for a cup? Do you know what unpacking is? Unpacking, I know the basic concept of it, but I've never seen any gameplay or played it myself. We should play that, actually. It's a multiplayer game, isn't it? I have no idea. I assumed it was single player. People were just kind of playing it together. So Mm. unpacking is a video game that came out last year that is about you. The whole gameplay system is just that you have a bunch of boxes with things in it, and you are playing as a character that is unpacking all of your stuff and putting it into the places that it's going to reside in your new place of residence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the first level is like a child's room. And the second level is like a teenager's room. And then it's this, whoever you are playing as it is their first time living with a partner. And then it is their first time living in a dorm and so on and so forth. You kind of like go through this person's life Uh and you can see the items that are familiar and the items that aren't familiar. And as you go through, I guess like there's like a, a video game console and a stuffed animal that stick with you almost through the entirety of the game. Whoa, that's cute. Okay, I get that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so are you saying this is like a game, but you're, okay, this is is more difficult because we are inherently, we're visiting somebody else's space. Yeah, we are playing as a character who is constantly in new spaces. I guess the only Mm -hmm. thing you can really find out about the player character is, like, what sort of things they're finding. Mm. Well, could it be – okay, just – because I just want to find out a lot about the kind of people that our character is hanging out with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if they're people that eat a lot of cereal, then you know that they're probably people that go to school or work. I I I just don't think there's any drama in that. Let me let me just throw you a curveball. Let me throw you a curveball. Is there a way that we can? I want to lean into the shock of like, okay, I'm in an, I'm in an unfamiliar place, and I open a cabinet, and I don't know what's in it. And normally, I, I so it's like that can be an inherently scary experience. Yeah, what do you mean, like, shock, bro? What are you well, scared stick, of? Stick, stick, Balls? Stick stick Watch me, out! <laughs> oh no, they got special K. <gasps> um, <laughs> no, um, it, like the fear. Oh of, no, the snake cupboard filled with snakes. Exa- what are you afraid exactly, of? Exactly, AJ. That's this is this is a game about a kid who is at their friends for a sleepover and the fear of being like of, of a kid and not understanding the space you're in is turned up to fucking 11 there. You brought up, you made a joke about it. It's like you open up a cabinet and like, what are you afraid is going to be in there? Oh, it's fucking snakes. This is about a kid whose imagination is running wild. And it's, it, you are trying to figure out what cabinet is the safe cabinet to open. Cause Nine out of the ten cabinets are gonna have wacky, crazy shit in there. You open one, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a Junji Ito eyeball or some shit. Did um, you ever have that happen to you as a kid? Where like you were in it, like where you I saw walk Junji around Ito a space eyeball? and like you were afraid <laughs> of things that you were imagining. 
Oh, oh yeah, all the time, dude. Like I, 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 rem- I have a huge. Even today, as an adult, I get because I'd mentioned at the top of the episode, but I do have anxiety and the idea of being in an unfamiliar space and feeling like I'm. I'm going to do something that's going to result in me fucking like with something up. Like I open a cabinet and like, oh, man, a glass fell out. Now I got to deal with that. Or it's like, oh, I, you know, I opened up this this fridge and that made a fuck ton of noise because there's glass bottles in the door or something. Um, And then, you know, I'm going to wake somebody up like that. I I think that's like a very real fear of mine. Um, And that was like especially worse as a kid. Like, did you did you have a similar situation? It sounds like you were going to go into that. When I was a kid, I remember in my first house living there, I had one night that I had, like, really bad nightmares, and I was imagining that down the hallway there was a Gyarados that wanted to eat me, and then – and so I ran into my parents' room, and I started laying down in my parents' room, and then I started to imagine a very angry, very large Batman on the roof look, looking down on me being mean, and that scared me, so I slept on my face that night, and I usually don't sleep on my face. Was that were you playing like Batman Arkham Asylum at that point? Brother, I have on the no brain? idea why like those two th- images were haunting me that night, but I just have a distinct rem- memory of Gyarados and Batman being nightmare beings while I was walking around the house. Like I remembered like they like I was like, "Ah, oh, I can't go down that hallway. Gyarados is down there. He's going to gobble gobble me up." And that's horrifying to think about. So, so, so I'm going to go to my parents. Something room. then. Let me pitch you on something then. If in the vein, because I want to lean into that, and you you brought up an interesting idea of um the of the moving game or what was it called again? Unloading, unpacking. unpacking thank you. What if this is you are uh, you are childhood friends with this other person, and it's you and your friend, and this is like a game that follows your life with that friend of visiting their house over the years of your friendship so like the first level is like you guys are like four four or five years old whenever i think it's like around six years old that sleepovers start happening i think that's that's Mm. when it happened for me so it's like the first level is you're six years old and you go over to their house and you have to go find this glass and it's a pretty normal level you're just trying to like make sure you don't like you know break anything or you know wake anybody up um but there's just this air of creepiness about it the and you get the glass you go back to bed success the next level things start to get a little bit weirder like maybe it's been a year or maybe you're still six or something and you go in and it's like okay some of the cabinets aren't opening or some of the cabinets open by themselves so it's like and then as the game goes on it's like okay you find out maybe there's this ghost or this presence that is following your friend and it's just like you have to like go into this space that this person Maybe doesn't even know that there's a ghost there, but it's like maybe it's, I, I'm just trying to think of something. It's like you're going into a space that you don't understand and something is fucking with you as you're trying to find this class over the period of years or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess my curiosity is how big the levels would be then, because I was imagining just like kind of small little like 15 minute sections of game where you're like, oh, I'm just going to dig through all the cupboards and find me. A cup, and then maybe on the next level, it's I'm it's a little bit longer, but you're digging through the rest of the house to find a blanket, and then oh, maybe one day it's not it's, just you have to dig through the whole house to find your cell phone. Because if we're gonna be finding like trying to find, or if we're gonna be doing this at different parts in our life, then we can kind of pick different items that we're trying to find. No, I like that might I, be important to I us. I like that a lot because it's like that means 
if you if you do it that way, it means that this person that you're visiting, it will be in a house that it's like their family house. So like say many levels down the way, you both like you're visiting this person's house and they're living there with their partner. And it's like they ha- maybe they have their own kids or something like that. And it's just like that means you get to access different parts of the house. It's like, oh, you're over for a party. Hey, can you go grab the uh, the the bottle of wine from our cellar? And you have to like search, do the cellar level and search around. Um, I like they- the idea that we're specifically still moving around at a time that the homeowner doesn't know we're moving around. Because I think that uh... that feeds into the mystery. And that also feeds a little bit more into the horror that you were mentioning about, like, being worried about making a bunch of noise. So, the, okay, so maybe this is kind of an, an Among the Sleep style game where it's like you are a toddler through the whole game. And it's just like the outlandish fear, but very real and tangible fear that kids feel. You know what I mean? Okay, this is this is interesting, but I don't know if it has any stank on it. You want me to you want yeah. me to put you on another game? Okay. Yeah, hit me with something with some stank. All right, this one comes to us on Twitter from Drew Davenport at the Davenporter Kane Sword Tycoon. AJ, I want to. Yeah. I, I there is nothing cooler than somebody walking down the street with a cane that is also a weapon, and I'm trying to figure out: Are we the person that is collecting these swords, or are we the person that is? selling these swords and that See, depend- yeah, no, we need to stop we need to go a little bit earlier because you proposed that it's the coolest thing ever when i propose that it's the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> two sides of the same coin man like uh, because why is here's it- the thing is well, in fictional media i can think of exclusively one character that used a cane sword and mm-hmm. he was a weirdo pervert this character is of course the uh the creepy man from the charlie's angels movies I, are you talking? Uh, that, I, I, I that only smells and movie. screams. The only smell. <laughs> I wish I was joking. He has scenes where he like yanks some of the girl's hair out, and then he smells the hair, and then he yells. Uh, it's really weird. Uh, He's a complete creeper. What a weird. Okay, well, the, the other one I was thinking of. Uh, the well, it's other not- people that I know that use cane swords are people from my hometown that wanted to take a sword into public, but couldn't because swords weren't allowed. And so they had a cane sword that their grandpa gave them. And they were like, oh, yeah, if I have this, then if anyone tries to attack on me, I can hurt them with a sword. And it's like, hey, Tony, you are 16. Nobody gives a fuck about you. <laughs> okay, so why don't we lean into that? This is a game about... I'm sorry. You know the uh, cane swords? I'm so sorry to do this. Cane swords are like the thing that are like the lamest thing that people think are cool. No, I think there are. I think there are. Name something things. that people think is cool that is lamer than a cane sword. Ninja stars. No, ninja stars are cool because Naruto uses them. Next no. question. <laughs> I bet you there's a Naruto character that uses a cane sword. I haven't watched Naruto, but I feel like that's Naruto esque. No, like ninja stars are fucking stupid because it's like they're cool in theory. Don't get me wrong. Like they're cool in theory, but name a time anybody. Looked cool being like pulling a ninja star out of their fucking pocket. Naruto. On a hike. No, he's a fictional character, AJ. I'm talking about real people. I'm talking about if we're talking about fictional people, I'm sure there's plenty of cane. Also, fucking uh, isn't... somebody hasn't seen Ninja Assassin. That's also, okay. somebody hasn't seen Blade. His his sword is basically a cane sword because there's no hilt on. He, it, it, he wears it on its back, so on on his back. But it's like there's oh, he no. Wears it like a sword? Then that's not a fucking cane sword. Yeah, but it, okay, I guess yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But hey, bud, that's just a sword. 
No, but it's it it, sh- it looks like a cane sword though because there's no there's no clear distinction of where the handle and the sheath is. It all looks just like a stick, like a cane. And then it don't it because it, it doesn't. That's have, not like, what makes it a cane sword, and you know it. Yeah. I, okay, you're right. I was stretching, but you know, fuck it, whatever. Quite the reach, too. <laughs> Quite the reach. Um. No, it's. I think. I think ninja stars are stupider because it's like somebody's got to pull it out of their fucking jeans and be like, oh, look at this. Look at this ninja star guy. I could throw it if I wanted. <laughs> oh, it's, these? You mean my ninja jeans? You mean my ninja jeans? <laughs> so the idea of somebody pulling ninja stars out of their jean pocket is very funny. No, you're right. But yeah, here's what I would stupid. propose about ninja stars. I think that people don't think of ninja stars in a serious thing. I think that people get ninja stars and then they throw them at target boards and they're like, yeah. But I don't think anybody thinks about ninja star- ninja stars in like a, I could definitely use this as a form of self-defense or even offense. Oh, oh But people that okay. use cane swords think that they're Billy Badass. <laughs> Do you think cane swords are in the same realm as like wearing trench coats in public, but you're like obviously not? Joe Constantine, who can make trench coats work. <laughs> yes, but I think trench coats are okay because they're a fashion fashion thing, and some people can rock one. Some people some, are. Some, some people, people are can. actually just Most characters from the Matrix. Can't. Most people can't rock trench coats, my guy. I've seen them. They're just they're not. They just don't work. There's too much fabric. Not happening. So what I'm pitching here is going back to the video game. Um, is this a game? about trying to sell enough cane swords. Oh my god, wait a second. I have I have this it. This is I a have game it. about it. trying to rebrand cane swords and make them cool. Yes, but it's in the format <laughs> of like a snake oil salesman. So you are <laughs> Yeah, no, no, like you you walk around you're like a kid on the fucking playground or something or you're some or maybe you're just some weirdo going from town to town that has their own like their snake oil cart that just has a bunch Arcane of fucking ninja illegal. weapons. Sorry, I need yes, to look most this up. Sor- too, most cane sword I was remembering are, are very that, like, illegal. The part of yeah, part of the thing about bragging about a cane sword is that you brag about how cool it is that it's illegal. Yes, yes. I mean, there's some illegal things out there that are cool to brag about, like fireworks. It's like, oh, look at this big firework I got. It's super illegal. Like, and butterfly knives. And but butterfly knives are also stupid. I don't care. I, I think anybody I, I, that okay. The way you feel about cane swords is how I feel about butterfly knives. Because everybody, <laughs> there's there is no fucking ninja weapon out there that people like would go out of their way to bring into a conversation Wait, more. Are butterfly knives a ninja weapon? I thought they were just something that like dudes named Tyler used to impress <laughs> other dudes named Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah, it's it does feel like a, a weapon Kyle would use, you know, like a Kyle. Or I a say Taylor. this as somebody that was impressed when my cousin pulled out a butterfly knife and would do cool butterfly knife tricks. Like it is cool to watch. There, but again, I don't think it's a serious thing. It, I, I, you're right. It's not a ninja weapon, but it is like it. I, I guess my my. I, I got into that mindset because anybody who's selling like samurai swords and kunai are also they selling also butterfly, butterfly knives. knives yeah, <laughs> like you go you go downtown to like just the the street vendors that just have like a bunch of illegal weapons for like who fucking cares why? So is are you a snake oil salesman that is trying to go around and selling these? Na- oh, here's the gameplay. Here's the gameplay. Here's the gameplay. What is one of the big things about, like, you you buy a ninja weapon from, like, a little, hey, little shop? Yeah, what's up? 
I'm so sorry to stop you before we keep moving forward. I need to know. You did start this bit talking about how cool cane swords are. I'm desperate to know what iconography character, what what icon is the cane sword icon? Um. Okay. So it's not a because cane again, sword. you seem to be pretty high and mighty on cane swords, and you're like they're cool, and that's what again started all of this. Um, so when you when I say cane sword, and you're like. Fuck yeah. What is are you envisioning in your brain? Uh, or are you, or are you a Tony that thought that you could bring justice to people with a cane sword? One, I think, if I remember correctly, uh, doesn't... Uh, God, I actually... I, I just think cane swords are cool, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't name anybody that has a cane sword. I just think they're fucking cool. I can't um, <laughs> name anybody that looked cool with the cane sword. But I mean, it's just dude. it's it's. I mean, t- okay, hold on. I I aren't there? Okay, so hold on. Let me think. Doesn't Ganon use a cane sword at some point? Also, doesn't Brook from One Piece have a cane sword? Um, fucking... Okay, wait, I'm sorry, Ganon Legend of Zelda? Yeah, I think he has a cane sword, right? No! Does Ganon... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ganon cane sword. Absolutely not. Okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking about then. All right, fuck it, whatever. No, most I will give you Brook One Piece, though. You're right. You know what? You did get Brook One Piece. All right, cool. And he's the coolest One Piece character. I haven't seen One Piece, but I've decided to. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's not a cane sword, but this is going to be a pole. But the thing that made me fall in love with the concept of just canes as weapons or just canes in general is do you remember Alvin and the Chipmunks, the werewolf, uh, like where where what's his face becomes a werewolf? Alvin and the Chipmunks meet werewolf. Of course yes. I knew. Or you, meet the Wolfman. Of course I remember wolfman. Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. Do you remember the cane that that guy uses? And it's just like this silver knob that is just a screaming wolf. Yeah, it, it's the silver cane that came so with a dog on it that makes fucking, you know that he's a werewolf. It's so fucking cool, right? It is really cool. It's yeah. awesome. Like, that's cool as shit. But I guess that means it's more of like a blunt weapon than a fucking cane sword. But here's the game. Here, Okay, here's the game because we're, we've been spending 10 minutes talking about the how cool or not cool cane swords are. One of the well, things. I forgot what werewolf Theodore looked like. Yeah, I'm he's adorable. He's just a little dude. He just has like big pointy ears and like some and mad hair and like that girl's crushing on him. And he's just like, I'm, I'm too cool because I'm a werewolf. And the Blastback so and the funny. Mutton Chops? Yeah, Damn, it's Werewolf a good look, Theodore dude. really was the blueprint. Uh-huh. Just fucking glow, glow up, dude. All right. One of the things I... Because I have bought ninja weapons before. I have bought... You know, I went I went to down to uh, just the downtown area where there's like a bunch of like hidden away weapon stores. And I have bought stuff before. One of the big things about them is that they are cheap. They are... They fall apart after using them... Um, in any capacity, especially butterfly knives, because those screws always become always come loose really fast. So this is a game about being a snake oil salesman that is trying to sell all of their wares before ever the wares that you have sold start breaking for the people that have used them. So oh, you, a tycoon with a, a tycoon with a timer. Yes. So and but it's also like I'm trying to figure out is this is this a is the strategy of this game 
that you know okay so it's like this weapon well it, tends to you break know what it is, is every week. time yeah every time you make a sale you have, there's a separate feature called like resentment and every time you make a sale every point of sale has a timer before it could cause resentment oh. and depending on how you've specked out your line of sword canes the resentment can either grow really high or really slow it's mm. just another factor to think about in the math of course if your resentment is high then you're going to have a hard time selling things but if your resentment is high you also have a chance can or, I... The factors that make resentment go up also are factors that increase resales, right? Can I can so... I pitch you on something? Because like yeah. I, you're you're bringing up something that I feel like this game needs like an end goal, and I want to take this from a really unlikely place. What if this is the Oregon Trail of sword cane selling? So you start off on the West Coast, and your goal is to sell your way all the way to the East Coast, like to get to New York. So yeah. you start off the game with a deficit. Like you, like at the beginning of Oregon Trail, you have like $2,000, depending on what role you have. This one, you start off the game with negative $2,000, but you have a shit ton of ninja weapons. So you need to go to from town to town trying to sell your wares, and you then have to, like then you buy your ticket or whatever that allows you access to the next town. But there is the possibility of like random things going on. It's like kids uh, stole your weapon, stole your wares, you lose $200 or this or that. And there is a possibility that you just get stuck in bumfuck nowhere on the way to your trip and you have to start the whole game over. So I'm wondering if like that's. Yes, I love that. It's a traveling salesman simulator. All the wonders of a zoo tycoon. All the wonders of beginning early zoo tycoon levels, but with a fail state that gets more and more approachable. Yes. And there's just this there's just this thing of like and maybe we go kind of. Maybe we we also lean into like the businessy simula- simulator of it of like okay maybe you can start hiring people like depending on your how much money you arrive in let, no you can't start su- you can't start hiring people you have to just keep on doing it on your own mm-hmm. so I'm wondering who, if, who like, could you trust to bring into the fold you know what I mean there's nobody <laughs> it is you alone against the world with all of your cool cane swords Here, and trust me dude they're super cool. <laughs> wait I have I have I could pitch you on what the narrative of this game is so like the new um some new movie the new blade movie came out and they finally leaned into the idea of Bla- of cane swords they finally and, gave blade a cane and, sword and it the started pe- the people have been asking for it for years some of some people thought it was so natural he already had one but they've so, done it so cane it started sword blade. It, it started this whole trend in Los Angeles where everybody is just wants a cane sword. It started this fad where everybody starts just walking around with a cane sword. And it created this gold rush for like ninja weapon salesmen around the around the country. And the our character rush. starts our character yeah, the cane rush. <laughs> the character starts off in New York and is like, I need to get in on this ninja weapon selling game that's going on on the West Coast. I need to stake my claim on this cane sword gold, man. And <laughs> so he has to travel west. <laughs> Just like Oregon selling Trail. Lots and lots selling, of cane swords along the way. Every level cane. you once you start making enough money, every level you can decide to go ahead and pull the ripcord and buy your next ticket out of there. Yes. But of course, yeah. you 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 as a player probably want to make sure that you sell it 
fast enough. Mm-hmm. Or you as a player want to make sure that you save enough money that you're not going to run into a problem. But you also want to make sure that you buy a ticket as soon as possible. Yes. And I think the reason for that is yes. there's a timer. There's a in-game timer. And if you aren't able to get to the West Coast within a certain amount of hours, real game hours, then you will miss out on the Sword Cane convention. Uh, ooh, that's oh, that's it. That's right. So it's like you. So play there's a constant at, push and yes. pull. Yes, that is what is constantly making our players say like, okay, I have enough. I need to get to the next level because I'm also, running out of time. Also, the other thing that you'll have to do is like you'll have to buy your ticket to the convention, to or you'll have to buy your your uh, what's it called your floor ticket that allows you to sell at the convention. So it's like. After buying all of your Greyhound bus tickets or whatever to get from town to town, you still need to have like the $2,000 to buy yourself a space at the convention or this is all for naught. Or it's like you you basically you can't. Yeah, because when you, you get there, the you need to buy a table, you need to buy yeah. a stand, you need to yeah. buy decorations. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm wondering if like maybe where um, uh, this the, the replayability comes in is like depending on how much money you arrive in Los Angeles with dictates how big of a booth you can buy but then if the bigger your booth guess what you need more stock you need more weapons to sell um and then like the final push of this game is like you manning the booth that you bought and trying to sell as much as you can on the final day of the convention and that dictates your final score and then it's like oh man i I got this much money or i made this much profit or i lost this much money let me try another run of this game and then it's just like you go through and you just like have to do your a whole road trip again and i think that's super stupid and fun and i love that actually <laughs> i love this i um, love sword cane merchant wh- sword th- cane merchant one thing i want to pitch you on is because this game reminds me of of another one i don't know if you've ever played it but it's uh very similar to kingdom where the whole idea of that is you start off as like this lone you know king that king or queen and you're building your kingdom on one island and as soon as you get enough funds you can start investing in building a ship that can take you to a new island but the in the downside of that is the longer you stay on a specific island the closer winter gets and once winter hits like most of your income disappears um so it's like i'm wondering if like we can take something like that where it's like the longer you stay in a town the less people there are to sell to because you they know that you're che- that you're cheating them like they, yeah, the you've raised broke. the resentment up too high and now they know that these weapons suck shit yes and you can't sell anything or anything like or, or and whatever. so you gotta just be then you just gotta hop out of town with whatever you can manage to scrape up so is there some strategy though where it's like you have say you have two cane swords one cane sword is really well built and you know you can charge a really good amount of money for it but then you have the same exact cane sword but you know it's really cheaply built so is there this strategy of like okay i know i need to stay in this town for x amount of time i can only sell really good shit right now or it's like you find yourself in a bind it's like oh i have this really cheap sword that i'm gonna sell as if it was a really good sword but I know if once the re- once they find out it's fake, the resentment is gonna be like go up almost and now, too complete. And these are the play. These are the moment to moment decisions that players will have to make constantly in Sword Cane Simulator. Mm-hmm. Dude, this okay. I like this game a lot. I think this is our nug. Like I think there's a lot of weird legs on it, and I'm and I'm happy about it. How confident um, are you that it's our nug? 
Uh, I'm confident because we're reaching the 50 minute mark, and we got to pick up. Are you confident enough to do? Yeah, I was about to say, are you confident (laughs) enough to do a modifier for it? I think you know what here. I think a modifier would be good for this. The modifier is mini games, and I'm wondering. Okay, just to add, because Oregon Trail does have mini games. It has the hunting mini game, and I think. Uh, actually, I think that's the only mini game it has. <laughs> what am I fucking talking about? So it makes sense that there is something like whatever modifier we pick here is an alternative way for our person to make money. That way, it's like if you run out of product, you still have some mini game you can play that allows you to scrape up a little bit of money to either buy your ticket to the next town or scrape up a little bit of money to buy some cheap ninja weapons for yourself. That you can ah, then sell yeah, to yeah, people. Yeah. Something something that is a difficult enough game, but you would get like cents. You mm-hmm. would get so little out of it. Mm-hmm. 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 Might I propose to you this submission from Gazer? A okay. claw game with horrible ragdoll <laughs> and jello physics. I saw this. What if the claw game is just it's just gotcha pawn shit? And you're just trying to sell these guys. Gotcha- it's a claw machine to get little ninja guys. Little ninja dudes! Oh my god, that'd be so much fun because like <gasps> Like you know what I'm talking about, right? Those little ninja guys that you yeah. can get out of the gotcha pawn machines. Wait, you do you like Dude, you're onto something here. You're onto something here. Okay, one. The, okay, uh, do you have an idea before before I take this over, or do you uh, do you, do you just want? No, me to- I just love the idea that like one of the mini games you can do is like this. You can play this mini game where you pull from a. You get a crane machine. You can mm-hmm. control it left, right, forward, and back, and you're just trying to grab little guys out of a out of a claw machine. Okay. It's just the little guys at the little gachapon. Let dudes. me let me pitch you on something. Let me pitch you on something because I, I I have a way that we can really make this. Uh, fucking work. So this every town you visit has this claw machine, and you ca- we call it Ninja Ogogo or something like that, where you have a claw machine that you there's a bunch of little dudes at the bottom of the of the machine, and they're all all the ninjas are different themed. You have like the Shuriken Ninja, you have the the Samurai Ninja, not the Samurai Ninja, you have the uh, the Samurai Sword Ninja, you have the uh, Smoke Bomb Ninja, whatever. You have there's, a Gun Ninja. You yeah, have there's a Fork there, Ninja, a Spoon there, Ninja. Yeah, there are 20 like 20 or so different ninjas that you can collect over the course of your road trip. And it but these ninjas are highly collectible. So it's like, hey, if you get the gun ninja, you can easily just sell that on eBay and get 200 bucks. That way you Well, can you get- don't have eBay. You can only sell it in the in the uh in the town in, you're in, in your shop or whatever. And maybe the the strategy of it is is like maybe you find out uh through selling your wares that this ninja this little ninja agogo toy is prized by this town more than any other so then you can go to the claw machine and sell it for a couple of bucks but here's the stank though you're going to a convention full of like nerds and geeks and collectible and collectathon people. If you manage to collect all 20 of these Ninja Agogo dolls, you can sell those easily for like $20,000 at the convention. Oh, uh, and you can so get a bunch of big good You can points. get a you can get a bunch of money or a bunch of points that contribute to your final score. So there's this balance of like, okay, I know uh, the 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 uh, kunai uh, ninja is like super common. It's in every claw machine I go to. I know I can just collect those and sell them for some easy cash, and I'll still have some extra uh, one extra to sell it in the final collection um, at the conve- at the convention. 
And um, so it's this it's this like balance of it's like the okay. constant push and pull yeah. of do I sell this now because I need the dosh, yeah. but I may not be able to get it again before I get to the end of the game. Yes, 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 yes. And then you and even if you don't collect all twenty, you can still sell like um, say you collected fifteen out of the twenty, you can still sell that collection at the end of the game for. So, you know, bonus $15,000 or points. Or yeah, whatever. I like Some, that. Just Do you have another minigame you want to drop in here, I, or are we I, good? I think that's good. Like, I, I think if we added too many minigames, I think it could get really complicated. So thank you to everybody that did submit on our Patreon modifiers. If you want to get in and submit some new... We have a new modifier coming next week. If you want to get in on that, come check us out on Patreon. It's only 2 bucks a month. You're on our Discord, and we also do game nights. Other than that... I think we I think we're ready to go to patch notes. Bumble. We're ready to go to patch notes. Now that you finished a little brief patch note teaser, let's go to patch notes. <laughs> yeah, you're right, huh? All <laughs> right, so so as I said, you know, before patch notes, yeah, check out our Patreon, all that bullshit, all that bullshit. Um, <laughs> other than that, we hope you guys had some good holidays and a happy new year. If you uh, want to keep up on our news and all of our other goodies, come check us out on Twitter at Spiritual Suck. And with that, I think I'm good to. No, no, I'm happy AJ, enough AJ, to close AJ, the no, show. Actually, AJ, AJ, no, you got what? you got something to pitch too. What's that other thing we're working on? What's the other shit we got going on? Ah, uh, the other shit. Oh, are you talking? Are you talking about that? Uh, yeah, I'm. Talking I mean, about like, that. I'm fine talking about that here if you want to. Do but talk I, about. Talk see, about my thought was that we would leave that for the Twitter because again, that's where people oh, go to. Oh, leave that for the Twitter. Oh, okay, all right. You know what? But yeah, no, fuck no, it. no, you're Whatever. right. We have them. We have them here, and like they can't skip forward to end the podcast early. They have to listen. Because <laughs> what if we have some like real banger notes? jokes here at the end? You <laughs> know, I'm gonna it. tell them about that. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell them do about it, do that. Do it. Do it. Do it. So let's say, let's imagine you're listening to Blake and AJ right now, and you're like, I love these two dudes' voices. I wish I could hear more of it. Mm -hmm. I got great news for you. If you go to a little place called Spiritual Successor Podcast on YouTube.com, you're going to find so many fucking hours of Blake and me talking more. More talking, more interaction, more jokes. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but we do different jokes over there. <laughs> they might seem the same like sometimes because they're also going to be PP jokes, but sometimes jokes. they're different. <laughs> All right. Check us out on YouTube uh, for some fun gags and and. We do Let's Plays. I'll spoil it. We do Let's Plays over there. You can go AJ, check it out. Now there's no mystery. Now they're not going to I'm sorry. I just got so it. excited about it. You know what I mean? Like, they're fun. <laughs> All right. With that, we'll see you guys next week. As always, our intro and outro is Cheap Shot by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I have been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.